Warning, this podcast contains adult language and sensitive material not intended for younger audiences. You have been warned. You have been warned. Welcome back, ghoul friends and spooky fam, to the place where spooky season and Halloween never truly ends. This spooky show. We are your jesters of the dark side, keepers of mysteries, and tenders of the pumpkin patch of the dam. <laughs> it's conveniently adjacent to the cornfields of the dam. Very convenient. It's like right next door. The ghoul babes. Ta-da! I'm an oddie with a body. Seriously, it's dissolving in lie as we speak. I'm Lauren. On this week's episode of The Haunted Side. Wait. No, sorry, wrong show. Uh, I'm Vivian. (laughs) And I got my hands back. Yay! (laughs) Your hands are here. I'm Jade. Now slap yourself. (laughs) And uh, as you may have guessed, back with us yet again. Yet again. The bad penny that always manages to turn up no matter how many times we try to fucking murder it. Our editor and regular sacrifice, Quincy. So, Hi guys. yeah, so explain to our lovely listeners uh, what we did to try and off you last week. You guys decided with all the uh, talks of female serial killers that you would uh, lethal injection me, mm-hmm. um, set me on down to it. Turns out it was just a pretty awesome nightclub out here. Wait, wait, wait. Hold, hold up. What? <laughs> I mean, I was surprised. I did not go in nightclub attire, but they let me in anyway. It wasn't an actual lethal injection. It no. was a nightclub. They did have a drink that was in one of those syringes though damn it you've deceived us for the last time popular internet search engine that we don't want to say the name of in hopes of gaining a lucrative sponsorship one day but may rhyme with poogle it's definitely not the sound the bell makes (laughs) it's not that either (laughs) nobody uses that one so what are we doing this week uh how are we gonna seal the deal this time um well let's see i don't think we've discussed that part yet why don't we just Take him down to the clown motel and, and leave, leave him. him. That's a good yeah. one. I think <laughs> that's, I think that's, that's a good fair. one. We'll just leave him. We'll just leave him in the clown motel. Just, just send him on an investigation with us. <laughs> there you go. There we go. Oh, that's even better. That's even better. <laughs> We're going to send him on an investigation with the haunted side. So speaking of which. <laughs> do, do, do. If you tuned in last week, you all well know that Quincy isn't the only one joining us today. We have with us today our very, very first guest on the show. He is a professional paranormal investigator with his own YouTube show called Ding the Haunted Side. And we are very honored to have him, Patrick McQuarrie. Hello, hello. Lovely to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Absolutely. So uh, tell us a little bit about the show, um, what you do, what you guys, uh, your kind of normal process is. Uh, sure. So the show actually started only about uh, about nine months ago. Uh, so the series is still really, really new. Um, and for the first few episodes, it was actually just me uh, walking around with a camera, you know, in some of the crazy haunted locations all over the place. Um, and then I was going to do the Winchester Mystery House. I got actually invited in to film there. And I was like, hmm, that place is humongous. I don't want to be walking around with a camera uh, you know, doing yeah. just kind of doing that yeah. whole thing by myself. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh crap! I got to see three percent of this building. Uh, no, so so I actually invited a friend of mine uh, named Sean uh, to actually come out and film that investigation, and he did such a good job, and there was such good chemistry that he ended up staying on uh, as cinematographer and cameraman for the show uh, for another six or seven episodes, something like that, um, before things got way too crazy for him and he actually had to take a step back from filming the investigations uh and don't worry we can talk about that oh, <laughs> wow. yeah so uh that was recently too that was only about maybe two months back um and so now i uh, reached out to another friend of mine named jason and he is actually doing the uh like the investigation filming now um but essentially the entire show is me and jason the cameraman going into the world's most haunted locations, uh, looking for some pretty crazy stuff. And um, more often than not, we're seeming to find it. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it I been, can say. Yeah. It must have been pretty scary when you were just by yourself, just you and a camera. Anything Absolutely. crazy happened and you were just by yourself? Oh, yeah. You know, like the horrors amplified by 10. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, because I can't, there's nobody there that I can be like, holy shit, did you hear that? Nope, nope, there's nobody else there. I heard that. That <laughs> is creepy. And I, to date, I have done well over a thousand investigations, probably coming up close to 2,000 investigations now in, in my lifetime. Um, and I mean, some of the places I've done completely alone, like Waverly Hills Sanitarium, uh, I did it alone twice. Um, and Jesus, like, I was there all night. And the first time I was there, I could actually hear full conversations uh, between people that, that weren't there. And, and it was, it was pretty terrifying. Absolutely. Wow. <laughs> and still you went back. <laughs> you said twice. Yeah. See people, when I tell people what I do, it's like, I either get the like, holy crap, like that's really cool. Hell yeah. Or I get the, you're an idiot. Like what the <laughs> hell is wrong with you? Why would you go back or why would you be there in the be to begin with? Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm, I am that person that, you know, if I hear a sound, uh, or if I hear something crazy, I'm not the person who's going to be like, it's a demon and run the other way. I'm like, it's a demon. And I run right towards <laughs> Right. Like maybe it wants to communicate. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, good. I'm like, sit your translucent ass down. I got some questions. <laughs> I got some things I need to know. <laughs> so, Get me a pet demon. <laughs> I find it impressive. One, that you're willing to do those places alone. But two, that you actually got invited to the Winchester house. Yeah, that's pretty cool. My brother did a, a tour, just went and did one of the paying tours with his dad. Yeah. And they wouldn't let them take any photos, any recordings. Yeah. They're very strict about all that. Yep. They actually, yeah, they take everything. They take your phone. They take everything. Um, and yeah, we actually got emailed from them. And, and the guy who runs the, like, the marketing side was like, hey, you know, we see that your channel is starting to do some big things. Would you guys like to come out since you're only in Reno? It's only like four hours uh, to, to San Jose from Reno. And he's like, yeah, do you want to come out and, and do like a whole a whole overnight filming and everything? And I was like, you know, I like dropped the phone and, you know, like, what the <laughs> hell? Like, like, you know, it's like, what? I was like, oh, my God. I was like, we'll have to get back to you. We'll see if our schedule can free up. You know what I mean? No, in my head, I'm like, hell yeah. As you stare at an empty <laughs> calendar. Yeah, that was on my bucket list for a very, very long time uh, to to get out to that spot. And it was it was funny because the last group that was in there filming was the History Channel, and they were filming for some kind of you know history on San Jose or something like that. So that was the last people that were in there. So it was it was a huge honor to to, to be invited out there, and we captured some pretty crazy stuff too, which was which was amazing. 
Yeah, I haven't seen that one, but I have watched a few of the episodes that are on this new season. And I have to say, we, there's some creepy, creepy moments. I think there was one that I was watching and I forget which episode it was, but I almost dropped my phone because I was watching it on my phone. And I almost dropped my phone. Uh, and there's a lot of evidence that you guys have captured on camera that's pretty hard to refute. Like even skeptics would be yeah. pretty hard pressed to say like, well, that was just the wind or that was just, you know, the... Right, you like know. explain yeah. this one, Mary. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one of the, yeah that's one of the the awesome things I like about the YouTube platform um, is that you get the people who are like hell yeah I love this stuff you guys are amazing but then we also have the flip side of that and we get those people who are like oh my god like this is obviously fake you know this 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 and this and they'll list off things you know trying to debunk the stuff that happens um, and I respond I don't know if you guys have noticed I respond to every comment on YouTube like it takes me hours and hours and hours but I go through and talk to everybody who comments and on those especially I'm like look we did try to debunk it. Like everything that happens, we are like, or me, I'm like, okay, what could that have been? And I, if you've watched the show, you've seen me do that. I mean, we try, and and in this in the actual episodes, I mean, you might see like, you know, 10 minutes of something, you know, if it's something big that happened, you might see five to 10 minutes of us trying to debunk it. But in reality, we, we would spend like two hours there, uh, you know, just being like, what in the hell did that? How could it do this? You know what I mean? And And yeah, so- you know, even we've had a lot of those super skeptical people that after, you know, I'll I'll send them raw footage. Like, cause there was one guy who was like, this is clearly fake, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, what's your email address? And he, and he sent me the email address and I sent him raw off the camera files from every single angle that we had. And I said, it's yours. If you can debunk it, upload it to, to the haunted or upload it to YouTube and tag the haunted side and say, you know, the haunted side debunked, whatever. I was like, feel free if you can do it please by all means do it and uh never saw that video <laughs> yeah. never, never saw the debunk video never able to debunk it like, and that guy's cool. dead now yeah, <laughs> dead. and it was like that video from the ring and then he died <laughs> i totally would just send him a photo yeah. of dick butt <laughs> debunk this it's one of those cool things like we have quincy with us who i wouldn't really call a skeptic but he is very he would rather look at things logically than immediately go to ghost. So yeah. it, it is really helpful to definitely have the help of a skeptic nearby. Let me phrase it this way. Oh, I want it to be a ghost, but I will definitely look at everything else first right. before I run out of the room screaming. <laughs> before running out of the room. And that's what happened. I mean, that's what happened with Sean, you know, the very first uh, cameraman. Um, you know, he came in and was just kind of like, you know, he, he, he believed in the paranormal, but he hadn't really had anything, you know, substantial happen to him. And then stuff started to happen and the stuff that we were capturing. And he was just like, this is insane. And then, so the Eureka Opera House episode, um, we actually caught on camera, I think four or five times, at least doors just slamming shut on their own. And it scared the living shit out of him. Like, it really terrified him so much that he ended up quitting the show. Like, he doesn't film the investigations anymore because of that. And and I tell people, I'm like, look, if 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 any of this was fake or if anything, you know, was was fishy, Sean would be here. Sean would be like, oh, you know, like, I have no I have no reason to leave because, you know, everything is 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 made up. And and. That's just not the case, you know what I mean? And then Jason, when Jason came in, same thing. Uh, he was like, he goes, you know, I have no 
he goes, I have no ties to this or whatever. I'm just coming in and, you know, and, and he goes, he thought about it. He goes, you know, if they're, if they're faking stuff, I'm going to see it immediately. Uh, and he has a podcast that he, he talks about movies and stuff like that, but he was talking about the show and he was just like, he goes like verbatim. He was like, um, I've seen some shit. <laughs> like, he's like, he's like, I can't, he goes, I can't explain what was happening. And he goes, he goes in the moment too, like you can tell, um, you know, that, that it is something paranormal by definition, paranormal, right above the normal. Um, and he goes, and Patrick is like actively trying to disprove everything, like everything. And he goes, he goes, it scares me more when I look at his face and realize that he can't. <laughs> and that, and that, I, and that he's looking at me and I'm like, dude, what the hell was that? Or, or, you know, you know, what happened, especially in the last episode at the Washoe club, there were several times where it was just like, Oh my God, there was one room. I was like, I don't even want to go in there. And I was like, when do I say that? Like, I never say never. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was a crazy episode. Good, good Jiminy yeah. Christmas. <laughs> Watching that episode, the, the moments where I would have checked out would have been any time I had to deal with those mannequins. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude. Oh, my God. They they scared me so much because that place is really, really confusing. And, you know, there's so many floors and all the walls look the same and all the decor looks the same. So you're like, where the hell am I? And then you turn the corner and there's like a, a mannequin just sitting there. And you're like, oh, my God. Like <laughs> so many, so many times it scared the ever living crap out of me. I've played enough horror games to be very, very suspicious of mannequins, <laughs> mannequins, like condemned criminal origins. You turn around and that mannequin that was once like 10 feet away is now five feet away. Yeah. And it's still just kind of sitting there unassuming. Like, nope. Well, like our, S our SLS camera, it was mapping figures, which obviously would map the mannequin because it has a human shape. But it was mm -hmm. mapping figures and their arms and limbs were like doing different things. So the mannequin was just sitting there with his arms down. But at one point... The, the stick figure on the SLS camera, the arm was up and like waving around. And I was like, what the hell is that? Like, it's not doing it. It's like, hi. <laughs> Hello. And I was like, are you pretending to be the mannequin right now? Right. <laughs> this, is, this is some weird cosplay angle going on right. here. But there were a couple of instances where like the figure would just suddenly start like either moving or kind of spidering across the ground in like really inhuman ways. And you know, one of them started break dancing. Yeah, <laughs> especially especially in that room where the doll was, because yeah. it didn't, it couldn't see the doll on the camera because the doll wasn't as big as the chair, so it was just mapping the chair. And mm -hmm. then all of a sudden, it was mapping figures bigger than the chair, and then they were like, looks like their backs were broken, you know, going backwards and like crawling across the floor, and the whole screen was changing colors and stuff. It was it was doing some weird stuff I'd never seen. Well, and then she said too, she was like that one that was like the big figure in that room where it like was, it was huge. And then the, the whole wall turned purple and she goes, it looks like it's like clicking its heels. And I said, I said, yeah, like, and then you said the same thing. And then I was like, but it also looks like it's hovering, like it's hovering in the air. And she goes, and Lauren goes, oh shit, I didn't, I didn't think about it. It's hovering. Yeah, it was like a good three feet off the ground clicking its heels, like, yeah, looking into that little carriage or whatever it was. Yeah. I was like, oh man. <laughs> Bless out to show tune EVP. This is going to be insane. <laughs> That's a good way to travel, just hovering ominously. Hovering ominously, clicking your heels. Just me in front of the ghost. There's no place like home. Singing, singing from, you know, a piece from Oklahoma. I guess my first question would be, so you said you have a son. Are you ever worried that you might bring something home to him? Um, 
No, um, because I do a a ton to to keep that stuff kind of at bay. And I'm kind of in the mindset of like, I'd rather have it and not need it than than vice versa. And so, I mean, I'll do literally everything. I mean, if somebody told me, you know, wearing pink would ward off demons, I'd be wearing a tutu in all of these episodes. And people would <laughs> be like, what the hell is happening here? But yeah, I mean, I, I, I really, really do a lot to to kind of keep that stuff, keep that stuff there for that reason. I mean, I don't want anything, you know, following me home and, and you know, wreaking havoc on 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 that kind of stuff. Yeah. So liquid death water that was cursed by a witch doctor and said to be a magnet for demons, you would not be drinking. Probably not. Or at least, (laughs) or at least, or at least I just wouldn't, I wouldn't be coming home for a week or two. She's, she's really mad at us because I bought a case of it, of said cursed water and brought it on the trip and proceeded to drink like I don't know. I think I drank like four cans of it. I think me too. Yeah. You and I, I had one. Yeah, Quincy had so. one, and he's the driver. Yeah. <laughs> At first she was like, I don't think the driver should have any, and then I was like, fuck it, have some. It's, fuck it, drink it's, some. It's water here. So like, is it like Satan's Red Bull? Like, yes, basically. 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 Well, and it's funny because they're like, well, if you want to buy the anti the the curse reversal, they're like, it's ninety nine cents on our merch store, and I was like, ninety nine cents, fuck that. <laughs> They'll take the curse, goddammit. Fuck that. I'd rather just be haunted for the rest of my life than pay pay no 99 cents. Demon demon That's crawls weird. into my house. Like, it crawls into my house, and I'm like, joke's on you, fucker. Rent's due on the third. <laughs> oh, no. Now you've oh, got no. half of the electric bill. Uh, yeah. You get two shelves in the pantry. Oh, yeah, I did see that. I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I, I wanted to save those so there's, that we could put them in here. Right, there's some in my car, actually. I was kind of sad that I didn't go get them out of my car. Perfect! Yeah, I was like, I'm not, I, I don't need She's a like, demon. She's like, I don't need to take demons home, I'm good. I was like, alright. I've more, got enough of my own. More for, more for me. <laughs> <laughs> got enough little creatures running around here. What's one more? <laughs> sure. So Patrick's here as our in-house expert today. He has a lot more experience at this whole ghost hunting lifestyle than we do, for damn sure. (laughs) So we wanted to get some of his feedback and impressions regarding our most recent venture into the world of the supernatural, our Halloween adventure to the town of Tonopah, Nevada. Most people are familiar with the names of places in Nevada like Las Vegas, Reno, Carson City. Familiar names, but Tonopah... Where exactly is that, and what's the history behind this place that makes it such a magnet to spirits? Where exactly is that, and what's the history behind this place that makes it such a magnet to spirits, not to mention the home of reputedly the most haunted hotel in America? Tonopah, Nevada was once known as Queen of the Silver Camps in its heyday. It lies along US-95 freeway at the midpoint roughly between Las Vegas and Reno. The community began in the early 1900s with the discovery of a rich silver vein by prospector Jim Butler. As with most mining towns of the Old West, there is a colorful legend as to how the ore was discovered. Colorful indeed. 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 The legend goes that Butler went off looking for a burrow of his that had wandered off during the course of the night. He found the animal the next morning. It had sought shelter near a rocky outcropping. In frustration, Butler proceeded to pick up a rock to throw at the animal. Boo! Boo! <laughs> uh, part of me kind of wishes it was a big piece of burrow shit. Me too. <laughs> me too. Just picks it up and he's like, oh god! <laughs> it's on my hand! It's everywhere now! <laughs> but he did notice that the rock in his hand was unusually heavy. Well, it was no ordinary rock, that's why. It was one laden with silver. 
Jim Butler had just discovered the second richest silver strike in Nevada history. Linguistically, the name Tonopah derives from either the Shoshone or the Northern Paiute language and roughly translates to Hidden Spring. These hidden underground springs and aquifers riddle the wild landscapes of Nevada from north to south. After the discovery of the silver, men of wealth and power began to pour into the area to consolidate the mines and reinvest the profits back into the town of Tonopah itself. The town boomed in the early 1900s, and by 1910, gold and silver production had begun to fall. By 1920, the town had about half of the population it once did at its peak. The Belmont Mine was perhaps the biggest mine in the town at the time of the boom, but on February 23, 1911, it suffered a terrible tragedy. At about 5.50 a.m., smoke was noted by a cager in the mine. The fire that had begun in its depths had been a small one and should have not been all that serious. Little damage to the mine resulted from the blaze. It was discovered while it was still small, thought to have started around 3 a.m. by perhaps a fallen candle or snuff left in timber by someone on the night shift. However, a reversal of the air currents in the shafts and the unfamiliarity of the men with firefighting methods caused an insignificant fire to swell into a horrifying disaster. Men were told to withdraw from the mine to evacuate everyone except those fighting the fire, but the men were scattered and did not obey orders quickly enough. Some crawled to points where they became trapped. According to another report, four men were overcome by fumes and smoke and fell off the cage while they were being lifted out. William Big Bill Murphy, a 28-year-old cage operator, descended twice successfully into the mine to bring confused and unconscious fellow miners to the surface. He was rumored to say he was, quote, nearly done in, and he made a third descent down into the inferno inside the mine. This trip would be his last. He perished and became known as the hero of the Belmont Mine Fire. Seventeen men died in total of the Belmont Mine Fire and are buried in the old Tonopah Cemetery adjacent to the famous, or infamous... It's infamous. <laughs> clown Motel. <laughs> so you went into the Clown Motel, Lauren. I did. I refused to cross into such unholy ground. Same. It's not that unholy. <laughs> it's just you have to walk around the, the, the bike horns and the big shoes and stuff. No. Yeah, I'll stay with the cats. <laughs> That's fine. You guys can go and keep the feral cats yeah, company. We, we went and kept the feral cats out back company while they went inside to the, you know. <laughs> I got me a clown motel mug. She did. And she got to try on a Jason mask. Oh, I didn't try it on. I thought that was you holding it and wearing it. No, that was a weird mannequin. <laughs> okay, even more reason for me not to go in there. Okay, first of all, that was shady. Jesus. You thought I was a weird mannequin. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It literally looked shady. like you like you had it on. Like they let you try it on. And you're like, here's me wearing it. Oh, absolutely like, not. It was signed by Ari Lehman. Like, they would not have let me touch that. I mean, still, I was like, I mean, that was cool. That they, I thought they let you pose with it. Well, that's even more reason for me not to go in there. No, fuck that noise. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> No, absolutely not. <laughs> Things I'm here for in that. And his, <laughs> no. I'll, t I'll take hell no for 200, Alex. <laughs> Only 200? You should have gone for the five. <laughs> Daily double. <laughs> no, it was nice, though. Like I walked in there, and everyone's going to make fun of me. I walked in there, and I did feel at home. It was. I looked around, and I recognized almost all of the statues. It's because you're clown spawn. It's because I'm clown this. spawn. Discuss this. <laughs> I recognized almost all of the statues. There was a box in particular that I was like, "Oh shit! I forgot my parents have that." Or sorry, not my grand, 
my grandparents, there we go. My grandparents have that exact same box. I've completely forgot it existed, so I had to take a picture what of if it. it was, what if it was the same box and just followed you oh. there? Oh. Dun, That'd be dun, so cute. Dun. No. And like your your grandparents are checked into a room there, and they're like, hey, oh my God. Like, we hey. brought our box. <laughs> we brought the box you like. <laughs> I look over, my grandfather's dressed up like Billy Peaches. I'm like, oh, hey. <laughs> and I steal the car and leave you two there. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine i'm amongst family apparently and i just drive down from reno <laughs> <laughs> it's like we call you hey patrick hey. what did you think though? these two have been abducted by clowns can you come save us <laughs> so i went in with her and i don't it was cool um plenty of statues merchandise posters from the movie they filmed there because they did a clone uh, i can't talk they did a clone they did a wars. clone wars <laughs> <laughs> they did a clown motel or a clown hotel movie, and they're actually working on a sequel. Um, also starring Ari Lehman. Yep, which is why they have the sign Jason mask. So for horror nerds, um, they let us know that the filming goes on in March. Go check it out. Go see it. Maybe, maybe you can be an extra in this horrible, horrible clown movie. I'm I'm show up in a clown suit. I'm sure they'll let you in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down to go back down there. Okay, have you have fun. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if you guys plan on doing an investigation of Tonopah uh, at any point, uh, March is either the time to go or not go, or depending not, on yeah, whether depending or not on... you want to deal with the crowd. Exactly. So we ventured into the cemetery during the day to observe the graves and pay our respects, and returned at night to see if any of the restless spirits of the Tonopah Cemetery wished to speak with us. And boy, did they have a lot to say. Indeed. It was, it was actually almost sad. As yeah. soon as we walked in, just so many voices all at once, just clamoring for our attention. Like, nobody comes in to talk to them. Yeah, it was crazy. We turned the spirit box on, and it was just like a chorus of voices almost. There were like, there, a lot of noise was happening. Well, and what's I think what's the craziest part about that is like Tonopah, you know, there's not going to be radio reception. You're not going to have I mean, you might get a radio station, maybe like an AM station, um, but it's not going to be, you know, a steady thing of voices coming through. It's just not going to happen like that. The only point in which we picked up radio station, it was a Mexican song for about 15 seconds, if that, and then it dropped out. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, to have, you know, intelligent conversations or things where it sounds like it's the same voice speaking over and over and over again of like multiple sweeps and multiple, you know, bands through the radio. It's like, it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Yeah. It it was like, it was just like, as soon as we got in there, it was like, they were, they were eager for people to talk, to to talk to somebody, to talk to someone. Cause it was just like, maybe, I don't know when the last time anyone was out there that even like attempted to speak, which I thought there might have been, especially on the day before Halloween, I thought there might have been other people out there trying to do the same thing we were doing, but we were the yeah. only ones out there. Right. I thought wow. for sure, like we'd be fighting for yeah. attention. I saw this grave first. Get out of my way. <laughs> it, it probably didn't help that it was 28 degrees. It was 28 degrees. And it was so fucking cold. For this so Vegas native. Welcome to, welcome to Northern-ish Nevada. Right. I, I was gloves. very happy. <laughs> yeah. I was happy in the cold. I was not. I, I was, was not happy. happy at the pitch blackness, though. Yeah, it was really. It, it, there, I think there's at one point on the spirit box where you can hear it. Our recorder took to it picked up a truck that went by, but there was no like a lot of the sounds that were coming through were not traffic. There were not that. It was like you know there was nobody out there. It was just us. The motel was quiet. You know, 
there was no explanation for a lot of these sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you wanted to talk to Big Bill, and we specifically went to his grave in particular, because yeah. um, he has a fairly large monument on his on his uh, tombstone. And we went over there and we're, we couldn't pinpoint because we were like walking around. We're like, I don't know where it was. We remember where it was during, during the day, but it was hard to find anything at night because we didn't have a whole lot of light. And I heard I had the spirit box and I'm walking and I was like, and Quincy's like, well, I want to talk to Big Bill. And I hear a voice through the spirit box go, come here. It was like, come on. Come on. And yeah. it was like, like urgently. I was like, as clear as day, clear as day. Right, and you were like, all right, shit. I was shit. like, okay, this way, all right. <laughs> we're trying, Bill. It's dark outside. <laughs> trying to find you. We're trying, but it's pitch black First of here. all, Jade's flashlight died. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, my phone died, and I was like, well, cool, we're in the dark. This is great. <laughs> well, and then after talking to Big Bill, I thanked him, and we got a, a, a you're welcome on the spirit box. A very, very we clear, did. you're welcome. Like, That's awesome. Like, yeah. the silence, the, the box went completely silent, and it was a very clear, you're welcome. So that yeah. was that was yeah. special. I we, like that. It That's was super cool. It was really cool. Like there was a couple times. I think was one time I picked up laughter that was coming up. I was walking up one of the hills and I could pick up distinct laughter and I was like, oh, is that a shit? Is it a party in the afterlife or what? The shit is going on up here. <laughs> I think afterwards they're like, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was like I was like, oh, is there a party in the afterlife? And I was like, yeah. I'm like, oh, <laughs> all, cool, right, all right, shit. Well, uh, wait a minute, you're just trying to trick me, aren't you're you? Trying to trick me into dying, aren't you? <laughs> Jade had a pretty creepy experience at yeah. one point, right? Yeah. Well, I was going to say, before we get into that part, there was also a point when distinctively you could hear the sound of, like, a clown horn. Yes. <laughs> and Vivian looked at the spirit box and went, rude. I I'm went, not here for that. Oh, I didn't care for that at all. I think that's what I said. <laughs> we, we, have, we even caught it on our recording. You can clearly hear, hear a clown horn. It's a honk. It's a clown it horn honk. Yeah, it didn't come from the clown motel or anything, no. which would be normal. Right. But we were we were in the middle of the cemetery, which was so far from the front of the clown motel that like, and no one was outside. Like, it was just like yeah. it was like the. I'm like, oh no, what the fuck was that? No, you're like, no, <laughs> no. But we didn't hear it again after she said no. I didn't care for that at all. They're like, oh, okay, oh, okay sorry. Like, oh, sorry. sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to scare you. It's like we got. The- I can't wait to get down there now. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it was cool. We got the distinct impression that we weren't unwelcome there. They no. definitely wanted to talk to us, but there were certain ones that were just kind of like, we we have nothing to tell you. There's one we said, yeah. we don't see your name on this. Can you tell us your name? And we heard, I don't, I don't think, think I, I can. can. Like, okay, oh, wow. we'll let you we'll let you rest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was kind of it was crazy. And then then you had like a creepy like I think you were walking behind us. Yeah, I was behind Vivian and Quincy, and then Lauren was behind me because I was super paranoid and freaked out because. Again, like the cemetery, there's only one light in the center, and it's like a very faint light over the flag that's there. Everything else around you is just pitch black, and the darkness, like I, darkness freaks me out because I'm like, I can't see anything. Someone could come up here and kill me, and I'm just gonna be like, ah, there I go. Bye. I was like, I'll, I'll walk behind you. It's okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll protect you. <laughs> as we're walking to go talk to the sheriff of the town. Um, Lauren was coming up beside me to go meet up with Quincy and I heard in my ear like a distinctive like sniff or breath and I was like, whoa, did one of you guys sniff? And they're like, no, no. Yeah, and I was walking too far ahead of her and like I wasn't turned around. Like I had the spirit box out and I was walking too far ahead for her to, for it to be me. So it was definitely somebody like almost like breathed in your ear kind of at one point. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure Lauren wasn't like. Yeah, no, I don't. (laughs) That was unnecessary. (laughs) 
<laughs> Dang, this turned into an Herbal Essence commercial. So we only talked to a few just because mainly because it was so cold. Um, True. So, and we don't have obviously like really high tech equipment. So it, we were going by lights on our phones. Um, and I'd be really interested, especially with the SLS camera and some night vision to see what is tracked out there when you guys mm. get out there right and definitely oh, say hi to bill <laughs> yeah say hi to bill he's very talkative very very sweet guy yeah <laughs> he's very nice um there was one that'll be a good change of pace from the stuff we've been dealing with like with <laughs> furniture flying out nobody said hell and evil out there so <laughs> it was it was kind of okay and kind of nice yeah but we'll get into the lady in red suite where we got she wasn't mean no no she wasn't mean just a little particular I'll say that much. Yeah. She was pretty particular. <laughs> well, didn't the sheriff, he said either like kill or dead. And you're like, yeah, yeah, you were killed. And you that were killed. Sucks. And that sucks. I did say that. <laughs> I was like, I, he's like, he, I think we got dead on the spirit box. And I went, yeah, you were, you were killed and you died. And that, that sucks. Cause he was, I guess, <laughs> murdered outside of a brothel. Yeah. Um, oh, God. Yeah. Extra shitty. Extra shitty. Like in his night clothes, I think I was yeah, like, he was stopping somebody else. Yeah. Um, but as we were walking out, I know one of the distinct things they said, I think you asked Quincy, you said, what's something you guys would like? And it was like, we almost had a chorus of voices say light. Yeah. Lights. Cause the cemetery, like Jade was saying is not lit. Yeah. I asked if there was anything they wanted for the cemetery and they said lights. lights. Um, so the only lights in the cemetery is there was an old flagpole that they took the flag down and they did the triangle fold on it. And they yeah. left it on the, uh, like the lower part of the pole, and they put a it seems to be solar powered light on there. Yeah. Um, it's barely enough to keep the yeah. flag lit, and I'm assuming that's just because you're not supposed to have the flags out without a light shining on them at night. Um, and yeah. then they put some pipes into some of the um, uh, graves, which originally we thought were the pipes that they used to put in old graves in case they buried someone alive. But now someone's gone through, and it's not on all of it. It's maybe on. What, maybe 10? It was, it was a handful, mm-hmm. at, at if the that, most. Yeah, but someone's gone through and put some of those like solar uh, lights you would put on your walkway up to your house. But they were not working. The <laughs> yeah, yeah working like, I think well. one worked, and then another one, someone like kicked off the grave or something was laying out in the middle of the, yeah. uh, middle of the ground. Disrespectful. Yeah. So that, that gives me a really good idea for like an experiment to do while we're there yeah. and actually bring a lot of you know our production lights, you know the stuff that we use for shooting interviews and things like that, uh, and I can flood that place with light and maybe see if that kind of amplifies uh, activity. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah definitely. At least makes them uh, more willing to talk and a little bit happier as well. Yeah, I think it was because like, well, and especially at night, it's like nobody can see. It was real hard to read their tomb. You know, even with our lights, with our meager lights out, it was real hard to read who the people were and, and their tombstones yeah. and stuff like that. So I think that's what they're wanting is they're wanting that light so that uh, people can know who they were know who they were maybe be more willing to come and visit them as well they sounded very lonely like they were excited to have visitors yeah they've definitely got a lot of people that are putting change on the uh tombstones around the grave sites which is a normal thing um also uh for the old sheriff of the town people definitely put some flowers uh someone put one of the like one of those rubber police bracelets you get showing your support of the police they put that on his grave so there's definitely people still putting stuff out there for them now. That's really cool. Something we also noticed was like, there's a lot of uh, immigrants buried there and they're from like all over. There was a lot from like Eastern Europe. There was Northern Europe with Finland and Switzerland and Ireland. Lots of Irish people. Yeah. A lot more than you'd expect. Like really like a, a lot. lot. 
Yeah. It's like, you came to Tonopah? To Tonopah? Like, <laughs> Why? To Tonopah? Like, I want to go to Ireland. Why'd you come to Tonopah? <laughs> Trade you. <laughs> right. Big time. And Ireland. Great. <laughs> it was a busy place spiritually, to be sure. Despite the age of the ground, oh, it seemed to be quite the spot of supernatural activity. But it's not the only place in town that's reportedly haunted. Besides the Tonopah Liquor Company, home to prankster spirit George Devil Davis, where the ghoul babes stop to play a quick game of pool and grab a drink before venturing into the darkness of a cemetery at night. Sadly, we did not encounter George Davis that night. I just played a really bad game of pool. Hey, we won by default that some, second game. Some of us <laughs> played a better game than others. That's true. We, we won by technicality. We did one. And I'll take that. We did. I had a beer and we won by default. So there we go. That was, <laughs> that was fun. It takes me a while to warm up, but then I get there. <laughs> but we did encounter another very famous spirit of Tonopah in the very hotel we were staying at, the Mizpah Hotel, known as the most haunted hotel in America. The Mizpah Hotel was named after the Mizpah Mine and was the social hub of Tonopah. The hotel was predated by the Mizpah Saloon, which opened in 1907 and was the first permanent structure in town. The hotel was financed by several mining magnates in town. It was faced with stone and brick and furnished with the first elevator in Tonopah. Nope. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck that elevator. Fuck that elevator. Yes. Uh, Nope. It's just an elevator. (laughs) I have a fear of elevators already. (laughs) We may or may not have gotten stuck in the elevator. Yeah. yeah. We may or may, may not. We, we may did. Have. We did. <laughs> and Lauren and I immediately went, nope, we're taking the stairs. So, and I'm glad we did, we're, actually, because we pretty, saw a couple of things. Yeah, we're pretty sure that elevator that's in there is the same first elevator they're using now because it scared the bejesus out of these two. And all I wanted to do was ride it into the basement. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what? We forgot to do that. Yeah, we didn't go down to the basement. But I'm pretty sure it's for employees only though so i think they would have been like what are you doing down here nothing what are I, you I doing got lost. i got lost i'm sorry show me which way to my room <laughs> start playing dumb blonde i'm sorry is this the fourth floor no it's the basement oopsie poopsie I'm i get serious. those confused sometimes i booked the spa package is, is this not where the spa is am i in, on the wrong floor i'm so sorry i get i get it confused numbers are hard <laughs> it's true though the dumb the dumb blonde routine really does work it really truly does and it's so fun according to legend wyatt earp kept the saloon boxer jack dempsey was a bouncer and howard hughes married actress jean peters at the mizpah but wyatt earp had left town before the mizpah was built hughes was indeed married in tonopah but not at the mizpah and jack dempsey asserted that he was never a bouncer but like we said before and as most of you well know the wild west is nothing without its colorful tall tales and legends one of these stories that can be verified by many who have stayed in the hotel's haunted halls is the story of the most famous ghost who resides in the hotel, known only as the Lady in Red. Legend goes that she was a prostitute who was beaten and murdered on the fifth floor by a jealous ex-boyfriend. Yet another story claims that she was not a prostitute, but instead an unfaithful married woman whose husband caught her cheating at the hotel after he had missed the train. He then murdered her in a jealous rage. Well... That's just rude. Ain't that just ducky? Rude. First thing I would say, use your words. (laughs) First of all, you didn't need to come at me like that. No, don't at me, honey. Hands are not for hitting. (laughs) Why is it all these rumors on her death have her being like unfaithful or Yeah, that's what I thought too. I thought that was weird. I was like, well, is that the... Because there's no actual story that anyone knows of, I don't think, 
Because the person that that uh, that did it is usually the one who gets to write the history, right? Yeah. The one that survives is the one that gets to write the story. Um, also, there's no name of hers that I could find. Yeah, I was curious about that. Yeah, like, there was I guess no... we're just going to call her the Lady in yeah, Red. Yeah, that's why she's known as Lady in Red, because I, I think her name has kind of been lost to history, unfortunately. Unfortunately. And she is said to haunt the entire fifth floor. A large suite on the floor is decorated in the style of the time in the lady's favorite color as well. So she's known to gravitate to that room, even though it's not the room she inhabited in life. So we can bet you can guess which room the ghoul babes requested especially to stay in. True <laughs> facts. <laughs> the clown motel. No, yes. God, no. <laughs> no, no. I wouldn't have minded. I mean, there's that story where like you wake up and there's a, a clown sitting at the foot of your bed just staring at you and watching you sleep. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> that's no when I burn, I, I burn the house down. Burn the house down. That's cl- that clown is getting shanked. <laughs> throw, throw the whole house away. Start over. <laughs> I told throw the whole you. house away. <laughs> I told you, all you have to do is say honk honk big shoes and they know that you're a friend. I'm not a friend. to be friends with them. That's the <laughs> then thing. they're gonna hurt you. Oh, I'll fart them back. <laughs> I don't like this Hong This honk big shoes. has taken a turn. <laughs> <laughs> taking a very distinct turn <laughs> i don't like it so we did request to stay in the lady in red room which is funny because the guy that was cleaning when we were leaving was like oh this room is usually booked for like months oh yeah and i was like oh, i don't know how the fuck i manage this shit but like okay <laughs> to be <laughs> fair we did book it like in january so i don't remember if i booked it that soon but i did i mean i did it wasn't like i booked it like a month prior right but we did i did well I, I did well in advance yeah but he's like, yeah, this is hotel rooms. And I'm like, yeah, that's, I can imagine why. Um, you, now I want to I want to think about all the people that tried to book it, like after you had already booked suckers. it and just been like, son of a bitch. <laughs> suckers. <laughs> get on get on my level. Timing is everything. <laughs> get, on, get on my level. Um, it was pretty active in the room. Would you guys agree? Uh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, the, what I was going to say real quick, though, is uh, my mom makes frequent trips to Tonopah and stays at the Mizpah every time. Um, she's never been able to stay at the ladies in red, Lady in Red's room. It's normally been booked. So it's not that far-fetched that the room does get booked up booked up pretty well. So make your plans in advance if you're planning on going. Yeah, if you're planning on going, sure. I would book it like six or Today, eight months out. Like, yeah. Right now. Right now if you can. We'll wait. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll wait. We'll be here. <laughs> standing by Call, st- we're calling stand by <laughs> Call now. <laughs> um, but one of the things that we noticed well lauren and i noticed it vivian didn't at first yeah. was like when we walked into the room you immediately kind of felt like unbalanced mm-hmm. yeah um and i was standing over by the little coffee table writing desk thing um and i was just standing still not not locking my knees not anything and it felt like my legs were shaking and the room was moving under me. Right. It felt like the floor was vibrating. And then I didn't notice it until I think you guys went, does the root, do you guys feel uneven? And I was like, no, I feel okay. And then I went to take a step and I went to walk to like the wardrobe to go put my stuff away. And it was like, I was then hit by like, once I crossed this one spot, which oddly enough is the spot where something walked in front of me later when we were doing the investigation um, I just got this wave of like dizziness. Like all of a sudden I felt lopsided and I was like, okay, that was weird. I felt it too going into the room. It felt uneven every time I walked in. Yeah. Um, it, it was never like, I felt like anything was wrong with me. It felt like the room was off yeah. whenever I walked in, but it only did it up until we checked out. Um, when we went to grab our stuff to leave that day, it no longer felt like that. 
Yeah. Right. And also, nowhere else on that floor did it feel like no. that. It yeah, was no, just no. we went down to your room while right. you guys got fine. ready and, like, nothing. Yeah, but you go fine. back and I'm like, I don't feel good. Because yeah, Quincy and I had a separate room because there's only two people allowed per room. So we got that other one just to be on the absolute safe side. And it didn't feel like that yeah. in our room. Plus I snore. And he snores. And he snores, <laughs> I guess, apparently. Um, but it was funny because when you guys left later, I think I had thrown salt around. And that's yeah. why it didn't feel that way anymore. Like, I had salt and sage before we went to the cemetery, and I threw salt and sage around the room. Oh, you did um, the Florida water, too. I did. So that could have been it, too. Yeah. Oh. So I did kind of like a dispelling kind of thing around it. I think after that, it felt somewhat normal, after I did, like, the cleansing, kind of the space cleansing. Um but it was it was definitely when we got in there at night we had all the lights off we turned the fans off so we wouldn't have any interference other than the fucking loud neighbors that we had next door oh my god <laughs> it was also the day of the world series game seven so they were watching that yeah so, and we could kept picking that up on our spirit box unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> which i am not i'm not a fan of either team so i didn't really give a well, shit <laughs> and there's a video like it's on our i think it's on our instagram of me saying something really inappropriate <laughs> i have it on my phone <laughs> you were literally like they're being really be loud and <laughs> quincy was like well maybe it's because they hear the spirit box and you were like i don't care they can play zippity doodah as i shove my spirit box down their throat yeah i said they can play z- yeah i said i'm gonna shove my spirit box down their throat and they can play zippity doodah off their assholes yeah. That's what it was. That's what it was, yeah. It wasn't just their TV, though, to be fair. They were also just themselves very loud. We could hear conversations they were having. Uh, They were not lovely people to share a wall with. Yeah. No, not even a lot. And then you call the front desk, and they're like, nobody's checked into that room. No one's even in that room. (laughs) I made that same joke that night. (laughs) Nobody's been in that room for three years. Well, well, that's what's crazy, because when we were sleeping, A... First of all, that room was frigid the entire time we stayed there. And I had the heat on when we got into the room. Mm-hmm. I did turn the heat off and everything off while we were doing the investigation segment. But when I turned it back on, we were getting ready to go to bed. It ran all night. That heater ran all night. And I think it bumped the highest it up to like 72 or 73. I think I, the highest I saw the room actually get to, though, was 63. 63. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. Like, and the heat was running all night. And the room next to us on the other side, which I know no one was in because I did not see or hear anyone in that room, that's the door I heard scratching on. Ooh. Like, at person level. Not, because my mom goes, well, maybe it was an animal. Maybe they had a pet staying in the room with them or something. And it was a dog scratching at the door. And I was like, no, it was like person level scratching, like adult person scratching at the door twice and i would i just at that point i rolled over i literally looked at the door did that donald duck meme squint at it (laughs) and rolled back over and was like go the fuck to bed i don't have any time for your paranormal ass right now right now i'm not opening the door for you you're a ghost you can fucking walk through walls (laughs) you don't need doors (laughs) you don't need a door i'm not opening that shit Nice try. No. Uh, you almost got, <laughs> you got me. Well, and then that, in the morning, you also said that you felt like when when you woke up yeah. at a period during the night, you felt somebody like pushing on the end sat, of the bed. Like they sat on the bed. Like I felt a distinct weight at the foot of the bed. I wasn't sure if it was you maybe rolling or like moving in the bed, but it felt towards the bottom. So I was fairly sure it wasn't you. Um but it, it didn't feel, like, bad. It literally felt like somebody was just maybe sitting on the bed and, like, watching what we were doing. 
Like, oh, that's what sleep is, because I've been dead for, you know, 200 years, so I forgot what that looks like. <laughs> and then sees you guys tossing and turning. Yeah, tossing like, and yeah. turning. Wow, sleep yeah. is painful. My very first, like, my very first paranormal experience, like, what started me in all of this, um, was a similar experience. Uh, so, like, feeling like something sat on, on yeah. the edge of the bed. Uh, it was crazy. And actually, so I, when I was eight years old, we moved to this house that's um, about an hour outside of Dallas. And we found satanic altars in the attic, in the basement, and in the barn on the property. Oh, that's wow. an amazing Damn. putting this back on Zillow yeah. and leaving. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why this house was worth $4 on Zillow. <laughs> it was, yeah, no, it was crazy. And my mom did some research and found out it was actually used as a satanic church. So there was like a congregation of Satan that was in here. And then we found human remains in the barn um and just crazy stuff happened i was only eight right so i wasn't like as equipped as i am now right so but i used to hear i used to hear like footsteps in the attic and i was a boy growing up in texas right i'd be like oh that's a squirrel or that's a raccoon i'll go get it out um but i would hear like heavy like boot prints it was like doom 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 and they would walk from one corner of the attic and stop right above me and i just remember being like what in the hell is this um but one night i i felt something sit on the edge of my bed and i have two brothers so i just assumed it was one of them uh and i opened up my eyes and there's this black shadow just sitting on the edge of the bed and it was staring at the wall and i was like fuck this <laughs> well no eight-year-old me was probably like oh my god and just like bolted out of that room but yeah ever since that night ever since that i was like you know what i don't know what the hell that was but i'm gonna figure it out and yeah. i'm gonna document it and put it on camera so cool and so that's kind of what started everything that's what started it yeah mm-hmm. all right meanwhile i would have been like Blanket over, like, you can't see me, I can't see you, it's blankets, fine. Blankets protect me from demons! <laughs> it was weird, too, because it was weird too because I could see a depression in the blanket. Like, I could see where there was weight yeah. sitting there, but it wasn't a, it wasn't a person. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's, it, was, it was terrifying. And I've kept up with the house. Like, I've kind of, like, you know, I'll check in and see uh, what's going on with it. And, like, four or five families have moved in and moved out. Uh, within a few months because we were only there for about three months or so uh, and it's the same timeline nobody's been in there for longer than a year uh, since then and like even now it's owned by the state it's in probate like and everything it's crazy and I'm trying to get out there and film an episode there um, because I've never been back and so I want to go back and see like does it remember me to do these spirits like you know is that is that something that can happen so Stay tuned. Stay tuned. That's a uh, that is a perfect reason to make some of that spray that we made to give you. Oh, absolutely. We made. I made. Vivian (laughs) made a uh, a, like a protection spray um, that we took to the Honda Museum. It worked. Actually, it worked for you guys because you guys got it. I didn't spray myself, and I totally got pushed by a ghost, and something followed me home. So that was that was interesting. Um, but it's uh, called Eat My Ass Spirits <laughs> Spray. <laughs> and uh, not Eat My Ass Spirits, Eat My Ass, comma, comma spirits. I was about to say that that that's getting getting a little naughty there, right? <laughs> I just wanted like a bass slide. Eat my ass spirits. <laughs> what? Just talk about SB7 Spirit Fox. 
<laughs> it was it was more like a uh, like a what was it a, an exclamation not a suggestion <laughs> right more of a like i dare you like, yeah come on come at me don't then there's, at me then there's me following you just please, please don't eat my ass spirits <laughs> if, if if you've got some send it up this way yeah. and um or actually if you're coming to the biltmore bring some and uh i'll i'll post it all up and and uh and be like hey I guess I need to get some of this stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's a, uh, it's, it's a, uh, involves me going into a church, which is fun for me. Uh, it makes me super uncomfortable. So <laughs> I have to go get holy water for it. And it's a whole, yeah, it's, it's fun to watch. Um, but yeah, it actually worked pretty well. Like these guys got, actually Quincy got the most of it at the Honda Museum and he didn't feel anything. Because the bottle, the bottle started to malfunction. I really think that that was some sort of intervention. Like, no, we want to follow you home. Yeah, Fuck this bottle. So they didn't get too much. I mean, they, they got impressions of things, but they didn't get like physically, like I was the only one that got physically touched. I, I experienced nothing on that entire trip to the Honda Museum. Um, I even stared into the Lugosi's mirror like everyone else and got nothing while these ones felt pressure on their heads. And I was the one that was covered in the spray the most. I got zero from everything in the whole place. Oh wow! Yeah, send send me a, send me a case of that, please, because uh, <laughs> a case of it. <laughs> like, yeah, I could, send me a if you've seen any of our episodes, like furniture comes flying at me, yeah. like we've got like pieces of wood. We did a live stream, like live streaming, just con- one continuous l- shot, right? Live streaming, and it was from the Donovan Mill where the chair went flying. Have you seen that episode yet? I I've seen when you guys went back and the chair was like in pieces. Yeah, so that same chair exploded the day we were coming back there, uh, and nobody was in the room. And literally, like, the wood broke, exploded, nails ripped out of it and everything. And the guy who who owns that mill was like, I was on the outside of the building, like, unlocking the door to go in, and I heard, like, this, like, explosion. Like, this is what he called it. And I was like, that's terrifying, because we hadn't been back for months. And so it was like we were going back to film the live stream there, and, and, and that happened. And then we caught a piece of wood in the actual mill. We're walking like Jason's got the, the, the camera he's live streaming from. I'm standing in front of him, and then there's like a piece of wood that's kind of laying on this old like kind of railway um, on this wall right here. And you see it clear as day just come flying off of there. And even if somebody was there and like they knocked it off or they hit it, it would just kind of fall down. This thing shot a good 15, 20 feet out from the wall uh, into one of the big tanks, like the big vats that they did all the cyanide processing. And and Jason was like, what the beep, 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 beep. Like it was, <laughs> he was like, no, I am not okay with this. And to this day, like that's still, like when people, when people ask him, you know, what's the scariest thing, scariest place you've been in, scariest place so far? He's always like, Donovan Mill, when that piece of wood just went flying off, you know, at Patrick for no reason. I'm like, thanks, ghost. Appreciate that. Thanks. Thanks, First of all, rude. First of all, how dare you? Second of all, Jason and Jade would be best friends. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Because the moment he was like, we got to go, I was like, yeah. Yeah, you got to go. go. Oh, I know. Yeah, Jason, he's funny because, like, we we did another live stream from the Biltmore, um, and there was this one point where I saw this grayish kind of face in a crawl space, and it scared me. I was like, what the hell was that? And then we had a doorknob and it was so like it was like a doorknob, like an old school one. But it wasn't just the knob. It was like the mechanism in the middle and then the other knob. So it was like the whole piece. It sounded like he got ripped out of the door and thrown across the room at us. And and he turns the camera and nobody's in that room. We had we weren't even because the floor was going to fall down. We didn't even really walk in there that much. Um, But it came flying, hit the wall and then 
he turns the camera and you see it still rolling across the floor. And we're like, what the hell was that? And then the ovulus goes, sacrifice. And he goes, bye. Oh. And like, <laughs> he turns, he turns the camera and just like runs towards the door. He's like, bye. Like, I mean, it was like sacrifice. Bye. Like immediately. He didn't, he didn't skip a beat. It was, it was, it was pretty terrifying. Pretty amazing. Pretty terrifying. <laughs> that's funny. It's Runs like that up. one video of like the kid that's like, I heard a, I heard a voice upstairs and I'm home alone. And so he goes to the bottom of the stairs and he's like, if you came here to kill me, clap, clap your hands. hands. And then you hear the clap from upstairs. He but he just books it. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. <laughs> so we didn't get anything terrifying like that during, during ours. It was just, you got a lot of light, um, reactions and orbs on the camera well, when you were filming. I mean, you guys had a clown horn and that, well, that was terrifying for you too. In the cemetery. Yeah, and the, in, we had laughter in the cemetery. Yeah, we did. But as for the Mizpah, yeah, no. everything was pretty calm and pretty friendly. No, it felt it, very welcoming. It actually. did. It, the room was very cold. Like when I would walk around and I had the spirit box and I was walking around with it, I was, there were points that I would like walk and I'm going, okay, I feel really cold right now. And there was no reason to, you know, like yeah. there was a, there was a one side of the room that she, seem to really enjoy being on like near the dressmaker's dummy and then near the mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, she kind of hung out on that side of the room by the windows, like almost like maybe she likes to look out or something like that. Look outside. Yeah. Right. Um, like look at herself and admire herself in the mirror. Yeah. She was very, very beautiful. And her, her picture or the picture of what they think is her is actually on the wall above the mirror. So oh, wow. she kind of like hangs out on that side of the room and that's um, where we were getting a lot of the light, the orbs and stuff like that that were darting across the camera. Um, that was where we were getting some of the sounds. I also felt, and I don't know if you guys did, a yes, cold, but mm. yes. <laughs> um, the, I felt sad in that room. Like there were almost mm. times that like I could feel almost like on the verge of tears right? in that room. Oh, wow. Right. I think we've talked about this uh not on the podcast, obviously, just, you know, bullshitting. Yeah. Um, it, it felt very sad, but yeah. not like a, a permanent sadness. Like, you could tell she herself was not ever a sad person in life. She was a very happy person. She loved to socialize and be with people, and she loved to dance, and she loved music. And she kept playing music through the, uh, every time we would ask her something on the spirit box, there were a lot of times that we got music that would play through it. Like just random like clips of music or random little pieces of music. So she must have really enjoyed music. And when we cut played the recording back, uh-huh. we heard distinct piano keys. Distinct. Yeah, yes. There is no piano in that room. There is no piano on that floor. No, yeah, no. It's five one floors down. It's five floors down. It's the piano. It must have been the piano downstairs. But we could hear like piano notes. Right. Uh, there's one that I could kind of. I'm not a very good musician. <laughs> uh, I tried to keep up with it, but uh, I definitely can't just listen to a note and hear it. But there's one note in particular, because uh, I also have synesthesia, which uh, it's a weird thing with my brain, I guess. But part of it is if I hear a certain note, I, aut- I automatically see a color associated with it as well. And middle C is always yellow. And so I do know that we heard like middle C. Wow. Yeah. Like it was just, and it was like right between, cause it was like, you know, the spirit box wasn't making any noise, but we could, we picked it up between like in between the static. Yeah. 
That's said, amazing. That that happened to us recently too at the Biltmore Hotel. Uh, I was alone in the cathedral room that used to be the dressing room for all of the showgirls. Mm -hmm. And there is a piano in that room, but nobody was, I was in there alone. I was sitting on a chair in the middle of the room, maybe 15 feet away from it. And I saw a shadow kind of dart towards this back corner of the room and I, I walk over towards it and then I hear the piano just play one single note and what was weird is that it had sustain too so something was like pressing the sustain pedal and the note and I just like whipped around like what the heck was that and I run over there and nothing's there nothing's there I you know I'm, I'm trying to figure it out and then I see the shadow move again and I again I turn I'm like oh my god there's somebody over there and I walk over there and as I'm walking over it plays the exact same note again a second time and i was like what the you know <laughs> just like run over there and what was weird is that i actually had played it earlier um because i'm a musician so i sat there and i played you know a little bit of a song and i sang a song um and then i thought that maybe it was one of those uh the spirit of mary who's supposed to haunt there that was one of the showgirls or somebody like letting them like saying like you know thank you for the song or something like that or they were trying to play a song as well um but yeah it was it was it was pretty awesome that's yeah, awesome. That's awesome. Like that was the what we got is like that like she seemed to really enjoy music, like for sure. And there was one point I think that we picked up that it almost sounded like somebody crying. Yeah. yeah. Like the vibe I got just she's a very happy she was a very happy person that had a very sad thing happen, happen. to her. Yeah. So it's not yeah. normal for her to feel sad. So it was a very light sadness. Like you could still definitely tell what kind of person she was and and feel that we weren't unwelcome basically yeah. yeah it was she never she never felt threatened by us or anything like that it seemed like mm. she did she was pretty particular about the the one area you were standing in oh yeah she was a little persnickety about a couple of things um she didn't really <laughs> word of the day persnickety s-h-e word her uh she didn't really seem to like me standing next to her mask very much uh, I remember asking if she wanted me to move, and that's when something happened. Which, and that's the video we sent, right? To which you, we yeah. won't get into yeah. it for our listeners. That's a yeah. Patreon. Thing. That's going to be on. Yeah, we're going to put some of the. We have everything recorded on Audacity. We get recorded everything on a recorder while we were doing Spirit Box and after. So we do have all that stuff, and we're going to you know try to condense some of it and like take you know put it on on pa uh, Patreon as well, so that we have that's like awesome. stuff available. Right. Um, and then one of the other things that happened i i have a fear of dark mirrors i mentioned she it on does. a previous episode mostly because your brain will trick you into seeing something whether there's something there or not i'm just not ready to see what my brain's gonna show me bees. so it's i gonna told be bees. her it's gonna Wrinkles. be just bees. bees just full of bees i'm gonna say Candyman five <laughs> like remember that scary shit from when you were eight boom, boom. <laughs> exactly <laughs> Uh, but no, I, I went over there and I went, uh, I'm going to conquer one of my fears. And the spirit box said, why? And I wow. said, because I trust you. And so I sat there looking in the mirror to see if I could see her or anything. And there was silence. And then she goes, get. Yeah, like, get back. Okay. <laughs> like, okay, I won't stand next to your mirror. I'm sorry. That was probably the the most waspish, I guess, that she got. But she like Quincy moved the mirror and I was like, ooh, please yeah, don't touch the mirror. the mirror. Please don't touch the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there was one point, remember you asked, cause we did bring a Ouija board as well. Um, and then you asked, you're like, we brought a Ouija board. Did you want to use that to speak to us? And it distinctly said, don't. It said, don't. <laughs> wow. I was like, like, okay. Okay. 
Awesome. Good. Not going to do that. Staying <laughs> in the closet. Don't worry. <laughs> Staying in the closet. We, we won't even worry about and that. And we then. didn't bring that out. We did not. We, didn't we wanted to be as respectful to I her I can't wait to get down there. I can't wait to film down there. This place yeah. is... Oh, yeah. You're, they're going to have a lot of fun. on the haunted side. Right. <laughs> <laughs> on the next episode. <laughs> on the next episode of The Haunted Side. It's literally just Patrick with his phone like, I got to go. I got to get down there. <laughs> <laughs> I just run to tone a phone. Forget everything else. I just need my phone. <laughs> you guys should come up. Yeah. When we do when we do the Mizpah, like come up because we'll probably be there for a couple of days yeah. at least. Uh, yeah. Just come yeah. out and hang out and do a spirit box session or do something okay. like that. That'd be amazing. Remember sure. us. Remember us. <laughs> We're back. Can I go over to the mirror yet, please? And your subscriber count just plunges. <laughs> like God, those people. Jesus. <laughs> oh, God, the swamp witch, the hag, and what else? What the else? Ghoul. Did I say? The, the ghoul. ghoul. The ghoul. Now we turn on the spirit box. Go remember us, and we hear ah oh, no. It goes. Uh, it no. just goes distinctly. Shit. <laughs> I thought I told you to get that. That actually happened on one of the episodes we filmed at the Virginia Street Antique Mall uh, here in Reno. Um, the two owners, uh, Lisa and Lori, um, Lori, she had like this connection with this like one spirit in this one area. And the SLS camera actually was mapping a figure next to her. And I said, you know, reach out your hand and see if the figure will, will try to hold your hand. And she couldn't see the screen. Uh, right. It, like it's facing her and, and the screen is facing me. And the figure does reach for her hand on like several occasions. And I was like, well, move your hand lower and it would follow her hand like around and everything like that. Like it had an attachment to her. Um, and then I walked over there like we probably spent like 10 minutes of just like this communication. And then we had a spirit box running also uh, in that area. And then nothing was coming through. It was all static. There was nothing. And then I walked towards it and it goes, not him again. <laughs> And then, and then the SLS figure just disappears. And she felt the coldness and everything. And she was like, "It's, it's holding my hand right now." And it was right when the figure was reaching at her hand and everything. It was, it was crazy. Not him again. <laughs> oh my! Dark, like deep man's voice. It was like, "Not him again." And I was like, "Oh!" I was oh, like, "Thanks, oh, man." Oh, I, was like, I was like, "I appreciate that." You don't like my beard? Dang. Hey, dang. No, it was. It was nuts. But even crazier is that place only about maybe a month or two after we filmed there, uh, it actually closed um, out of business. They locked the doors and it was a huge antique mall. I mean, there were like hundreds of booths in there and everything. They closed the whole thing. Um, and a lot of the items went to their uh, their house and their ranch that they have. And now they're having crazy activity at their ranch um, about a couple hours north of, of Reno. Um, she has this huge oak dresser. And if you know anything about like oak, it's heavy, like a big oak dresser, like hundreds of pounds. It's it's heavy. And she said it was rocking and rocking and like slamming against the wall one night. And she believes that some some things that were attached to these uh, uh, antiques and attached to this stuff followed followed them and now are like you know infesting her house and everything so needless to say we're going to be filming an episode up there as well <laughs> and then you're going to hear the not him again <laughs> Damn i it. thought i said not I you i thought we got rid of you <laughs> <laughs> on the next haunted side <laughs> So you had some equipment questions i think i did um mostly i wanted to know what kind of equipment you use um, pretty much everything that you can think of. I, I do build a lot of the equipment that I have, um, only because like, 
I, it, like trust issues, I guess. I don't know. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like people always ask me, like, do you use the phone apps? I'm like, I don't because I don't know what's in there. I, I didn't build that app as, as opposed to like, I'm building, um, I'm building this right now. I'm, I'm just calling it like a whisper box. And basically it's just a, a big external microphone uh, or sorry, external speaker. And I have a wireless pack on the back of it. Um, and then I have the other end of this. I don't know where it is somewhere around here is a super sensitive microphone. Um, the same that you would have on like a digital recorder or something like that. Mm -hmm. And that wherever I set that, it's going to wirelessly transmit the signal back to this big speaker. Um, so essentially it's doing an EVP session with a digital recorder, but in live, like, so you can listen back to it, you know, in real time to see yeah. if you're catching, catching voices. Uh, so I'm building stuff like that. I built the SLS camera that we use. Um, I have been using the Ovulus a lot recently um, and getting some pretty crazy you know, accurate responses with that. We're still kind of on the fence with it because are you familiar with the obvious? Do you guys know what that one is? Yeah. 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 That's the one that it, it pulls the sound and, and makes it into words and, th and speaks it out loud. And it, yeah, exactly. So, and, and the mode that we use, it actually uses the antennas on top. And so it reads like uh, temperature and static electricity, EMF, barometric pressure. And it picks up on the, on the frequencies and like the changes in cues in, in all of those kind of, uh, environmental variables and it selects words from a database inside and it's funny on one of the episodes i was making fun of it because i was like you know it was it was being super accurate we were in an old gold mill and it was saying like sift and reaction and i was standing where they had the big cyanide tanks and everything um and i was like man this is really accurate because normally when it comes on you know when it first comes on it's like sushi manatee lips shoelaces <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so, but we've been, we've been, we've been getting some pretty, pretty, uh, pretty accurate results or at least terrifying results. Because if you saw the Washoe Club one, uh, yeah. when it said yeah. hell, uh, it even changed the voice. It dropped it a couple of octaves because it it's like, it's like a Siri voice. Like, it, it's just like, it'll be like, you know, table, chair, Patrick, but it goes hell. And you I know, even emailed. It got very insistent, like hell. It got loud too. I got chills just sitting there. Oh yeah, I know it was terrifying, Ter absolutely terrifying. And I emailed the 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 guy who builds them, and I said, "Hey, you know this happened. It, you know, is it programmed to do that?" And he goes, "Absolutely not." He goes, "It it does not do that. It, it's the same voice, regardless. I mean, there's there's a male setting that you can put it on, or there's a female setting that you put it on. That's it. But it doesn't change the female's voice and drop it octaves lower and make it sound." you know, like a demon is, is right next to you. And so I, I got that email back and I was like, great, that's unsettling. Thanks a lot. You couldn't have just been like, yep, I, I made it do that. I made it do that. You're good. Don't sage, don't sage everything. That well, that too. And then, then when like you guys were in the one room and it said what sounded like evil, it literally switched from a woman's voice, like a half a second before to a man's voice and then back again. Yeah. And then it was like a weird, like, it wasn't even normal because if it would say evil, it would go evil. But it was like, it was like, I don't. It was because we had audio issues that whole investigation, that whole episode, that whole filming. The audio was just garbage. Like it, there were so many things happening, and what it sounded like is the interference we were getting on our in-ear monitors and everything um, coming through the speaker on the back of the Ovulus. Because there was a couple of times where we heard names, like full names come through like breakthrough on the the wireless signal between uh our our lav mics that we wear and one of them it was clear as day just a man's voice goes jeff and it was it was it was terrifying and that's what it sounded like it sounded like something used the speaker on the back of the ovulus to go evil 
And I was like, did you? Hear? And I looked at Jason, the camera, and I'm like, did you hear what that said? And he goes, I don't like anything that it's saying right now. <laughs> Something like that that he said. Single I don't thing like I'm hearing. I don't this at all. <laughs> I'm not here for that. Oh, yeah. And at one point, one point pretty early in the night, like I think maybe 10, 15 minutes into the episode, um, it goes unholy. And he goes, really? Already? He goes, this early in the night? <laughs> too early in the <laughs> night for this. too early for this. <laughs> That was a good part. It was terrifying. Yeah, that was that's kind of one of the things that we noticed that we we had to when we had to play the stuff back because it's hard to catch it in the moment, especially when it's you're doing the spirit box because a lot of times things will come through and it's not 100% clear and you're like that sounded like muffler, but then you like play it back and you're like, no, that's not what that was at all. No, that was murder. Like, yeah, that was murder. <laughs> like, we're going to run. <laughs> we're going to murder you. Yeah. Oh, okay. Let's get out of this freezing cold cemetery. Yeah, let's please leave the cemetery now. <laughs> it said, join us. And I said, no. no. And I said, no. <laughs> I declined that invitation. I clicked no on the evite for that one. <laughs> Hard swipe. <laughs> not interested. <laughs> nope <laughs> i think i just had one question left yes just one um yeah. what would you say to someone who said that they don't believe in ghosts uh my email address is patrick at the haunted side.com you're welcome on any investigation uh i will send you raw files like i said earlier i've done all of that um because see the thing is is i think a lot of people kind of misconstrue things and they'll say like you know well is it you know, do you believe that it's angels and demons? Do you like, what is it that you believe that it is? And, you know, one thing is there's no experts in the paranormal. I have a ton of experience, but there's no experts. And so I can't say what it is, um, you know, with certainty, I, I can't say, um, but I tell, and I get asked this all the time, you know, is it real? Is what you're doing real? And I say, you know, I don't know if it's angels and demons. I don't know if you believe in that. I don't know if it's just negative energy, positive energy. Um, I have no idea what it is. But what I can tell you with certainty is there's something. There's something there. We haven't figured it out yet, uh, you know, but but I hopefully one of these days we will. But there's something there. So if somebody doesn't believe in ghosts, I tell them, come, come right this way. <laughs> come on. Here's I'm going to email. <laughs> I'm going to make a believer out of you yet. <laughs> Come on, boy. <laughs> and I have. I, I have brought people with me over the years. I have brought people that are like stone cold. This is crap. Like, no way. You know, it, it's totally fake. And I've had people go running out of buildings. Um, and they're like, never again. Like, this is real. Right. So, yeah. so would you say that you brought them to the haunted side? God damn oh it. Oh my god. god we can't go it. one episode. One episode without a pun. <laughs> I like it. So I think that's all the time we have for the episode today. Mm-hmm. We would like to wah, 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 wah. We would like to once more graciously thank our guest Patrick McQuarrie of the Haunted Side for his time and his expertise and listening and listening to our crazy asses talk for about an hour. Right. <laughs> thank you so much. See, we didn't bite hard. And whenever you do the Mizpah trip, I, th- I think we'd be into, yeah, into yeah, going, yeah. visiting our old friend, Red. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't call her Red. Because I don't call her like Red. that. <laughs> like, I don't know you that way, so... So, Patrick, thank you again. And please tell our listeners where they can find you and your show again on social media. Um, so the big one is the YouTube channel. If you just search The Haunted Side, uh, it usually brings the channel straight up. Um, we are on all the other socials, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. Just search The Haunted Side. Actually, on Instagram, it's just Haunted Side. Somebody with like one picture that never posts anything has The Haunted Side. And I'm like, really, dude? 
Really? Really? Thanks. Gotta gotta fuck up our jams. (laughs) Perfect. And uh, as for the Ghoul Babes, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, as well as on our website, thisspookyshow.wixsite. That's W-I-X-S-I-T-E dot com slash thisspookyshow. We have merch available for the ghoulish faithful on our merch store on Zazzle.com. There's a link that will take you there on our site's main page, uh, as well as a link to our Patreon page where we'll post our photos, the videos we took, and some of our spirit box sessions so you can judge for yourself if we indeed encountered any ghosts. Sounds fun. Sounds fun. (laughs) Join us, Spooky Nation, in two weeks when we discuss celebrity killers in episode 10, Lifestyles of the Rich and the Murderous. Stay spooky, friends. 